What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. It's Tuesday, January 29th. It is actually Tuesday, January 29th. After midnight, we have, uh, I'm Will Brinson. This is the Daily CBS Sports NFL Podcast. If you don't know, now you know, you should check out CBS Sports HQ, cbsports.com slash live, noon to one, Monday through Friday from the Super Bowl. We're doing live video there. If you listen to this podcast and you like it, please, sweet baby Jesus, go check out the video. It helps the numbers, makes us look good. And I am joined in the lobby of the AC Marriott. We've been shut out from our media room, uh, you know, like, location. Yeah, uh, cubby, what'd you call it? Bunker, perhaps? Ryan Wilson and John Breach are here. We've got some awkwardly, uh, I wouldn't call it Inya-esque. It's sort of like... Music, elevator music. It's elevator music, yeah. It's like the club is over, the party's ended, everybody's they're gone home. The and they're like, what are these three creeps doing slamming bricks and podcasting in the middle of our studio? They said, they can go anywhere you want. We didn't want to do it in my hotel room, so we're doing it in the lobby. Anyway, in a minute, we're going to get to a Kevin Clark, Kevin Clark of the Ringer, Interview we did from Radio Row, so we'll get to that. Uh, it's like a 15, 10 or 15 minute interview. Great talk with Kevin about the upcoming Super Bowl. But right now, we're going to break down opening night where the superstar took everyone's eyes, stole the show. John Breach. I loved opening night. It's my you, favorite night of the week. It is, because you get to do weird quirks. Like, you, you were, you've never been happier than when the social media team, and they were just here. We loved them. They told you, John, you're our guy. You're doing the videos. You're going to go to Greg Zierlein and ask him what his favorite color of liquor to drink is. And the answer to that is nothing because I didn't actually ask him that. Liquor questions are kind of frowned upon. Uh, I I probably should have asked more. We should make them unfrowned upon. You remember? Like, what's your brand of cigarette, Greg Zierlein? Yeah, I I feel like a lot of the players don't smoke anymore. You know, there's no uh, Lynn Dawson in the locker room smoking at halftime. I can't see Brady doing that. Brady Quinn? Tom Brady. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Tom's like stubbing out an avocado in the locker room. Like, yeah, I'm going to get this. And here's the thing. So, media night, I was walking around interviewing players on video, microphone, the whole thing. But I I miss everything else. Usually, I'm tracking everything. I know what Brady's saying. I know what Belichick's saying. I know what Karanka's saying. No clue what those guys said early on tonight because I'm just going out and uh, being silly. I managed to get close to Gronk. Did did you touch him? No, but he he recognized me. What does that mean? He knows. Did he, he recognize you as the friend of the guy whose bachelor party he crashed? No, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you work with John Breach, don't you? No, no. We, um, I interviewed him in Dallas recently before the season. I think he was like, you look kind of familiar, but I don't care enough to worry about it. Uh, but I asked him, what do you think is, what's more, like, what do you enjoy more, a good Gronk spike or taking somebody and bouncing them out of the club with a big block? And he said, you know what? bounce him out of the club. I love a big block. And so I thought that was interesting. Like, Gronk, you would think, loves the touchdowns, prefers the big block because he just imposes his will on somebody. Um, Have you ever been bounced out of a club, like, actually? No. Uh, although, as we, as we learned today, I routinely get punched because I say flippant remarks that don't need to be said, and then somebody punches me for That's it. That's classic Brinson. No, just in general in life. Like, When's you know, the last time you were punched? Uh, it's been a while. But we're, like, have you not heard the Prisco golf story? I heard the Presco golf story where you guys were teammates. And yeah, and he turned to... on me and he right. like ruined my day. And, and yeah, I was like, you I got like, punched that day too? No, no, I just said something flippant, but it's like, you know, running my mouth. It cost me. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, media night. Oh, wait, 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 Breach. Have you been bounced out of a club? 
I've been multiple times. I don't want to get into it, but... Are you telling the truth? I mean, who have? In my early 20s, I was not a guy who didn't get kicked out of clubs, I'll were tell you, you that. What were you doing were you getting chatting? kicked out of clubs? Things I, you weren't too chatting? I definitely got thrown out of a club in Vegas once, which is like hard Cooper, to were do. Were you, like, sliding up at those DMs? No, no, no. This was, like, pre-Twitter. No, no, pre-Twitter. I mean, there's a... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was just being too... Too drunk. Not sober enough. Yeah, Yeah, it happens. I've had a bottle broken over my head in a bar before. Yeah, I mean, that... The hair helmet protected you. Yeah, yeah, that's why you have this hair. Don't get your hair cut, yeah. Prisco would be dead because he has no hair. Uh, Pete Prisco accused me of uh, spending too much on my haircut. Shout out to KDG and Raleigh for uh, for the haircut. She's the best. She's going to give you a free haircut now for uh, giving her a shout out. That's why I get my discount. Yeah, people should actually tweet at Will Brinson how much you think he pays for a haircut because that... It'll, it will blow your mind. Okay, but I don't. Okay, all right. I spend forty dollars or like forty or forty-five on a haircut, whatever. Well, that ruins like, the whole idea of the right. The exercise. Well, I, would, I was going to point out to you that you, as someone who has no hair, you Not cut you cut your right, 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 but that's, that's you and Prisco both have no hair. You cut your hair yourself. Yeah, I don't like spending thirty minutes at some. Also, barber. it's way more offensive that Prisco spends twenty five dollars to cut his lack of hair than it is that I spend fifty dollars to get my hair cut. Right? It, that was. It seemed to be the consensus when we were talking about it. Apparently. I feel that's a fair statement. Uh, anyway, so John, you did media night. You, you rabble roused the social media guy. What was the reaction? So the two main things you asked people. And they can watch these videos on CBS Sports, uh, the CBS Sports channel on Facebook, and. and uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter, of course. Where else do people do social media, Ryan? Uh, MySpace, Facebook, yes, Friends, Devo, Snap, Snapface, Snapface, My Snap. So, what, um, how was your evening, John? He asked people, "What'd you ask? What'd you ask the page? You asked people if they could tell the difference between the McCordy brothers." McCordy brothers. Can you? I mean, they're identical twins, I, right? I have, I have multiple. Friends, I have multiple friends who have multiple kids who are identical twins. I can't tell those kids apart, and I have friends who I struggle to tell apart. Uh, well, a let me just say that I can't even tell my own brother apart. Of all the Patriots people we talked to, the most fascinating one who wasn't actually fascinating at all was probably Stephen Belichick, because that guy is straight out of his dad's playbook. Uh, he, Do you still have his long hair? Uh, he still has his long hair. He has a beard, as everything, and he was just blowing off everyone's questions. He was having none of it, and and. At first, there was a long line around him. You're like, gosh, we're never going to get in there. But he was giving one-word so, answers, so and everybody cleared out in like so two So basically, seconds. everybody had the same idea. We're like, we're not going to talk to Bill. We're going to go harass Steve and see if he'll give us like a, when's your dad retiring? Like, how long's left? And he's like, we're on to Los Angeles. Exactly. Yeah, man, we're on to Los Angeles. And then we brought the McCordys, though, and uh, he, all of a sudden, he got talkative. He's like, well, here's how I can tell them apart, and these guys and those really? guys. And, and we had some guys from, I think, WEEI next to us. They're just over there like, oh, okay, well, that's what we got to do to get this guy to talk. And, uh, so it well, was, me, media night, no one wants to answer serious questions. Yeah, right? that's kind of what it felt like. Like you're on a podium and you're being at, like, one, one minute you're having to throw these footballs at, like, a kid's face to, like, you know, for a double dare challenge. And the next, somebody's like, now, what do you think is the biggest primary concern with a cover two situation against the Rams? I defense? actually talked to probably 20 people and players, and I only asked them draft related stuff, like their draft stories. And they were all willing to talk about that because it wasn't anything, sure. any inside information. And interesting, the first round picks were less willing to give up information, even what seemed like benign information. I just wonder if that's a function of being in the spotlight for so much longer. Like six and seven round picks, they'll talk about anything, and they're happy to talk about it. Yeah. 
someone just ran by here opening a beer. I don't know if you heard yep. that. Yep. It looked to me like they were drinking a Creature Comforts <laughs> Tropicalia India Pale Ale. If I... There it is. <laughs> there it is. I heard you snort multiple times. Yeah. That's my uh, um, snort laugh. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't want to be a jaded old media member and complain about opening night. Oh, no. <laughs> he's going to be a jaded old media member. That is a classic Brinson opening. It's a tough that situation is. for them, though. And yeah. I was telling Breach this, too, by the way. The, the don't Rams... You think the, don't you think the players were having less fun than they did? Team? Rams well, players, I thought, Patriots were much more open than the Patriots. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. which obvious. isn't a surprise. I mean, yeah. Everyone was expecting but like, that. I, so, and I think part of the problem is, too, and you have to realize, like, I saw Joe Tooney, who is an NC State guy. Right. right. I didn't know that. Weird. Yeah. Um, but I was like, Joe, what's up? Will Brinson from CBS. From Raleigh. I knew that. Was, yeah, you had to qualify. Yeah, he's like, oh, what's up, man? And, like, he just, like, been speaking Spanish. with And then, like, I asked him, like, four questions about protecting number. And he's like, we just got to go out there and do the best job we can. I was like, God dang it, Joe. Like, come on, dude, come on, throw me a bone here. And then I was like, what's your favorite restaurant in Raleigh? He's like, oh, I love cookout. And, like, you ask him what he wants to order a cookout, and he loses his mind. He's like, oh, I'm going to get a – because, you know, cookout you can order. I've never been to cookout until have you, have you, they this have past one here. summer. Have you been to a cookout? That's a door opening. You take ten dollars in the cookout and you walk out with, with five months worth of food. You walk no, out with you're, it must be new. No, no, it's a lot. Been around forever. So you can go to a cookout and order a burger and you can get for your sides. You get two sides. Yeah. You could order one corn dog and one side of chicken oh, that's or chicken nuggets. I'm down. Side. And it's like seven bucks for all that plate. It and has then been you can get they have they have seventy five flavors of milkshakes. Oh, I'm such a milkshake guy. Oh, okay. They have you can mix Oreo and peanut butter milkshakes. I'm in. I'm I, I feel like Wilson's going to start a milkshake podcast. He's going to he's going to go to cookout idea. and then boom. Pod shake. That's seventy five different podcasts because you could try each shake. Oh man! But well, you, no, but immediately the content's better than this podcast. Yeah. Well, thanks to the all right. Music. You know what's funny is we can since I was walking around with these McCordy brother headshots. Back to that real quick is that Dev McCordy saying he might retire. Gronk saying he isn't sure yet. So, like, now we're hearing we have two Patriots players who could potentially retire after this game. I thought that was kind of crazy. Oh, my God, you're writing that headline tomorrow. One of the key takeaways, right? These two Patriots players might retire. Two stars. Two Patriots stars. Two Patriots stars hit at retirement. Not Tom Brady. You'll never guess who they are. Yeah. Is that you writing this story? I mean, probably. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me me ask you this. No. John, because... um, But do either of those surprise you? No, but I, I think. Like, I, but right, so should Gronk retire if they win the Super Bowl? Yes. You yes. think so? Or are the Patriots going to cut him? Yes. If the Patriots are going to cut him, he should retire. I if mean, he, they were ready to trade him last offseason. They were going to yeah, dump him off. I just think that like he's still he's lost a step. In. He knows he's lost a receiving. Step in. Yeah, but like blocking, he's still a monster. Are you going to pay a tight end ten million bucks? Do you think he wants him? to return to be a glorified offensive lineman? I mean, he just had like. I mean, I know he likes people knocking people out of the club, but they all played. They all played possum this year. Like, they all did. Like, they just didn't they get through the season. It's yeah. a long four or five months. I mean, yeah. he hates training camp, and then he's not even the primary target, and then all he's doing is blocking. Like, and one more bad back injury, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's not worth it. So, you put this question to Kevin Clark, which we'll hear later. Nice work. Because I have a time machine. But if you want to listen to it now, I think we should answer at the end of this the over-under you post to Kevin. Okay, we'll, we'll do it, and then we'll segue to Clark. Um... Do what was the question you asked Rams players, John? All right, so I walked around, and obviously we all know Sean McVay can. Did you? Out. You asked him, "Is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer?" Well, that was question number two, and then they laughed at me, so we had to go back to these questions. Uh, they were like, "I listened to your podcast the other night. I disagree with everything you said." 
Uh, no, that's not true. That Brinson guy, he's trash. But so, you know, Sean McVay, photographic memory. And we went up to the players and we said... How good did you feel, by the way, when our, our, one of our, our bosses, our, one of our bosses shows up at the, Jeff Cotrullo shows up and he's like, I liked the podcast, loved it. Breach, Edelman, you were spot on. Everyone, EK, EK, Eric K said you were spot on about, uh, Edelman. Really, I'm the only one and Wilson and I are the only ones who disagree. We want to be, we're the Megatrons of the world. You're the overachieving... Prisco was on Team Megatron. Yeah, of course he was. Prisco uh, doesn't care about rings. He wants money. Prisco also just watching the film, and, and Megatron obviously better on film. Prisco's going film. Prisco watches film. Prisco only cares about film. the money. That too. And the Hall of Fame jacket. We also learned today that Pete Prisco likes to shave without shaving cream. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard anyone tell me. I mean, they did that before shaving cream was invented. Yeah, but, you know, that's why no, they all had beards. And so like you guys just you, you guys beard. both have beards because you hate shaving. That's you don't have beards because you love your beard. You're like, I don't want to deal with shaving, right? Yes, I do because when, in my twenties, I didn't want to spend money on razors, so it didn't really have to do with shaving. It had to do with saving. If money. You don't want to. And spend... I would use that money on beer in and college, they, and then get thrown out of the Las Vegas. And club. then get thrown out of the Las Vegas. Club. Right, so, all tied so, together. All right. So anyway, you would ask him about McVay's memory, right? So oh, asking the players if they thought their memory was as good as McVay's. And then we would pull random plays from the season, ask them if they remembered uh, what happened on the play. And so the kicker here was that the final play we asked them about, we'd say uh, third and ten, fourth quarter, NFC Championship, 148 left, Saints have the ball, what happened on that play? And then some of them, like some of them legitimately just didn't remember because over time it all ties together. Uh, some of them, like John Johnson, had the big interception. Yeah. In the game, uh, he, he thought it was players. He's like, you guys trying to trick me? Uh, did, did trick me. say something about it. He did cuss. Dropped, he dropped an F-bomb uh, after the interview was over. The Rams, in that sense, the Rams But it was fun. Were, it wasn't yeah. like he was... Uh, the Rams players were so much more loose. Yeah, yeah. They were definitely. like clowning around and the Patriots were going to But I will say the person that came across that everybody got at least one. So we gave everybody, we quizzed them three times on three different plays from throughout the season. Everyone got at least one. Everyone got at least one. Wow. But uh, we gave each player a question that involved their own play. Oh, you guys had customized plays for each yeah, guy? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, like, Higby, we had Did a question. Did you do this work or the social media the, team? Oh, uh, the social media put the plays together. Okay. I, I just had to read off the script. Do you want to give name shout-outs in the podcast? Uh, Plito, Robbie Snyder. Robbie Snyder, most, I think he put all the plays Gabriel's, together. Yeah, Gabriel. Social director. And Jamie, I can't pronounce your last name, man. Okay, that's fine. Someone help me. Um, yeah. So long story short here, He's behind you. Zach Taylor, yeah. soon to be Bengals coach, right? Coach. Oh my God, were you drooling talking to Zach Taylor? Well, I saw him over there and he, off I thought he was going to have just people surrounding him because, hey, he's the only guy in this game that's about to be a new head coach. This is the first time. No one was Lawrence. talking to him? Who? Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was still, he, like, yeah, still on the Rams end. On the Rams. Well, last year when McDaniels was about to be head coach, it was like, like a hundred dudes around and like grilling him exactly like, like all right all right what's the deal and he's like guys i can't tell you if you want to ask me about the eagles i will talk to you about the eagles and by the way i'm only gonna work for the culture oh, and let me tell you <laughs> yeah, that yeah. uh you can tell the the belichick media manuscript is definitely different than rams because uh taylor did not go the josh mcdaniels route if you asked about what he's gonna do on offense he didn't ask it he didn't answer like specific Bengals questions. So somebody was like, if you were his team, philosophy, yes, yes. What's your philosophy if on If you had a redheaded quarterback. He was absolutely answering <laughs> hypothetical questions. Would you, if you had the most mediocre quarterback in the NFL, would you keep him on your team or would you cut him if he had no guaranteed money on his contract, hypothetically speaking? 
Oh, and that was, I mean, even one of the questions we asked, we were like, since this is presumably your final game with the Rams, does that add any, you know, emotion because it's also the Super Bowl? And he, like, answers away. Just Did you ask him to memorize the CV game? We did, and he got uh, two out of three. And the one he missed, he was mad that he, it was like, we tried to throw everybody off. If I got the first one right, we made the second one, like, a no gain or a six-yard gain or something short that wow. you probably wouldn't remember. This video is going to be good. Uh, I mean, it, it, the Rams one's going to be good. Are you in the video or just your voice? Uh, I don't know how they're going to cut it. No, they could, probably, they could cut me face. out of it. They're going to cut it out. I was watching the John Johnson. Hi, I'm John Breach. That's it. <laughs> Mute him. He's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Taylor, I was impressed with him, and I'm not just saying that as uh, Bengals fan who is hiring. Hypothetically hiring. Yes, hypothetically seeing this guy. Are you happy that he's cutting Sean McVay or Sad? I mean, cutting Sean McVay. Happy that he's cutting Andy Dalton or Sad? I don't think he's going to cut Andy Dalton. I think... No, what's he going to do? I'm just kidding. He's not cutting Andy Ownership has final say and they're going to give Dalton at least one more year. And Taylor's going to give him one year. Andy Dalton has no guarantee money. Why would you run him out of town? He's the best quarterback under contract. He's got the best non-rookie deal in the football right now. And so you stick with him one year. We don't need to talk about Dalton. But then if he sucks in 2019, you cut him. That's it. It's that easy. Um, all right, good stuff by you at Media Day. Ryan, oh, wait, one you? one thing on Greg Zerloin. Go, Greg I, was, Zerloin. I was going to filibuster and fill some time. Yeah. Greg Zerloin was the most fascinating uh, conversation. We talked about the game-winning field, the 57-yard field goal, and you, we were saying, hey, you know, Jared Goff said that you crushed that kick. It made good from 70 yards. How did you feel about the way you hit it? And he was said that he thought he didn't hit it well at all. Wow. He wouldn't even rank it in his top 10 what? best kicks of all time. Not like in terms of the situation, but in terms of his foot hitting the football right. and feeling pure, good. pure kick. Right. Right, right, and he's like, it wasn't. I didn't feel good hitting it, and I, he didn't say he was nervous it was going to miss because it went down the middle. But he did. You're talking about the game winner, not the game the, winner, I mean, not the, the one four, that hooked because the 48 yard one went out and then hooked back. He in. thought yeah. that was going to happen on the 57 yarder. So he if you watch the game on TV, yeah, the 48 yarders in the fourth quarter hooked and then came back in. Yeah. And he kind of felt like that was going to happen on the 57-yard. So it was really weird to hear him say that he didn't hit it very well. It was like, he didn't like good kick. God, he hit a kick, well, he could hit, hit from 75 indoors. I can't wait to hear this podcast, by the way, this music in the background. Like, this <laughs> it's going to be fascinating. Mm, mm, They're going to get mm. their iTunes. People are going to download this. Yeah. Use, use your Shazam. Uh, get your Shazam app out. Listen to this music. I don't know who's singing this right now. Butterfly Free. Oh, I love Butterfly You know what this Free. is. It's on here. This is like uh, my, my boy's Krang, Krangben. You should check out. You'd like him. Krong Ben. Sounds like Did anybody see Tom Brady get that pillow? Somebody no. sewed him a pillow? Somebody made him a pillow. Did you see the Double Dare kids? So there was a kid. There was like Mark Summers was there, of course. Um Double Dare hero. I didn't get to meet him. I interviewed Dante Fowler. He, by the way, he said he would smash Gronk if in a one-on-one blocking situation. That's going to be fascinating. I was like, I don't think you will. That's not how that works. I was a little scared. Like, yeah, that needs to be a headline tomorrow. It's going to be. Don't steal it. Um... Star Rams player says he's going to smash. He's going to throw Gronk out of the club. I think you find the audio. He straight up like said like he, I was like he, I was like who wins one on one with you and Gronk? He's like, what, are we talking about blocking or like coverage? I was like, oh, he's like, oh, please me. Like, all right, all right. What's he supposed to say? I, think, I don't know. He could be like Gronk's a great competitor. I really okay. worried about him. That would be a good answer. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what a Patriots player would have said if you asked about a Rams. Yeah, player. that was the difference. And look, it's fine that it's loose and the Rams are having fun. I've seen this movie a couple times, and when the team comes in a little too loose against the Patriots, who are... Well, the Eagles were loose last year. Eagles are different. Why? Yeah, why? The Nick Foles? They, play, they had nothing to lose. What do the Rams have to lose? A Super Bowl? 
The Eagles, nobody, nobody thought the Eagles were going to be there. The Eagles were left for dead. Nobody thought the Eagles were gonna, or the Rams were going to be there. The they Rams got a, the a, a horrible pass interference no call. Yeah. Everybody thought the yeah, same. Yeah, but I mean, like, they were in the AFC Championship game three points. But there's like the disrespect that, you know. Like, the Eagles were home underdogs. That's true. So the Rams two weeks ago, three weeks ago, were seven point favorites against the Cowboys at home. I mean, they're. They're the Rams. Like people were like, "All right, they've been a little slow down the stretch, but like they've been very good all season long." But there's this feeling that the Rams aren't respected because they're not a legitimate. They shouldn't be there. Right. That, I mean, that's still hovering. They're still talking about them. There's a lawsuit in New Orleans. They're trying to get the game stopped. You know, like delay the Super Bowl and Can replay the NFC. Title what if we had to stay in Atlanta for an extra three weeks? Because the lawsuit. Sorry, hasn't honey, been thrown there's out. a lawsuit. Prisco would quit. Yeah, Prisco would quit. Think of ah. or die of old age. Think of some <laughs> federal judge trying to make a point. Be like, you know what? I'm gonna hear this case and. We were going to stay the Super Bowl. You have to postpone it until I decide if the <laughs> NFC title game has to be replayed. All right, so in that amount of time, you actually had to make your Super Bowl pick. That's true. And in theory, your Super Bowl pick will be up before this podcast. Tuesday morning. Everybody can but Everybody's listening it. on Tuesday morning. It's right. Tuesday morning right so now. So you should so go morning. to CBSSports.com right. so, but and you, get my pick. What are, you what, tell us what you're no, it's with. a preview. It's, it's are a you telling preview. me that you're going to make your decision as you're writing it? I don't believe that. I, I'm going to make it. I'm on the fence. Well, which way are you leading? Which I'm legs? Exactly which legs on lower? the middle of the fence. That's not. That's not physically possible. He's going to pick the Patriots. Otherwise, no, he he's say, picking the Rams. He knows, that's he, exactly what he wants. No, no, no. He wants to pick the Rams because he'll be the only one on CBS picking the Rams. He'll get the credit for picking the Rams. Mysterious about because he thinks the Patriots are going to win. I'm not. I'm he's not, scared to pick against the Patriots. I'm in he both wants your to pick the Rams. You really I'm scared are. You're in anybody. your own head. I'm not in my own head. You don't know who you're picking. Oh, so I, I have something I want to I see say. exactly. Don't they? <laughs> so on John's going to like type for four hours. Like, I'm going to predict a tie. He's like chugging night, like Dayquil <laughs> and like typing. Like, and then at the end, he's going to like, be like, it's the Rams. <laughs> right? Something like That's that. I'm just going to be like. Uh, at 5 a.m., you're like, F it, it's the Rams. 35-31. <laughs> first things first. Over, under, and how many hours of sleep John gets on Monday night? Uh, the over under I will set at four and a half hours. Oh, way under, way under. But he, but you, what do you have to do tomorrow? What do you go, have to do? Go today? talk to the kickers. Tuesday what? is my kicker day. I got a kicker feature coming out Friday. Everybody. Okay. I'm what time is your What time is your first media session? Here? I'm probably go to the Patriots at noon instead of. I was gonna go to the Rams uh, at ten. John's going way over three to four and a half. But I also I was gonna talk to you tomorrow. So I don't know. I don't know. No, you're gonna come with the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Double podcast. Uh, yeah, so again, we're doing the podcast live from Radio Row. It's not really being fully purpose back, but we'll do it like uh, Thursday. We have Russell Wilson. Uh, Tuesday, we're going to talk to Ben Volan of the Boston Globe. That'll be for Wednesday's show. We're going to bring old friend Andy Benoit on. I'm told we're going to get Darren Ravel. We'll see about that. I love Ravel. Andy Benoit is kind of the original big milk take of the week because that guy drinks more milk than anyone I've ever met. Also, an original writer. Ion Football writer. Uh, yeah. 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 He was here before Probably. me. Not many he's, people he's can the say Godfather. Nah, I'd say Chris was a Godfather. Uh, Blogfather. Blogfather. Yeah. What? Um, Andy will tell you he loves blogging. Yeah. What? Uh, what other takeaways did you have, Ryan, from media night? Well, I, I I talk mostly draft with the guys, but I wanted to bring this up because we talked about it Monday at on the live airing of of the Pick Six podcast because CBS Sports HQ cut the clip and tweeted it out of me mm. saying, and I talked to John about this, I want to get his, his thoughts and yours too as well, Wilbur, that if the, and I, I was yelling and screaming this all throughout the year, if the Patriots didn't play in the AFC East, if they played in the AFC North, they had to play the Ravens or the Steelers twice, or the NFC North, they had to play the Vikings 
or the Packers twice, they're still a, the best team of this century. But they're not winning 11 and a half games a year. They're winning 10 games a year. They're going to have a nine-win season. And people went absolutely – it didn't help that Brinson had everyone and his brother to tweet it out, so they were yelling at me. It's literally a live video of our live podcast. Fair enough. You were exacerbating my pain. So, but people – On purpose for my yeah, of course. personal game. I would say it was probably 80, 20 people yelling and screaming, but there were 20% of people that were like, I feel like if they played – I'm not saying that the Patriots would have been terrible. I'm saying they would still be a dynasty – Maybe Prisco said maybe one less Super Bowl, which I think is certainly fair. But they're still the best team of this century. But I think it's reasonable to say if you're not playing the Bills, the the Dolphins, and the Jets six times a year, you're going to be not have the quite the schedule you had. I I look. I think if you have to play, if you take the Jets out and put in the Steelers, because the Jets have been the closest competition for the Patriots in that division. Jets are zero six the last six games. Yeah, but. They in 09 and 2010. 09 with yeah, 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 yeah. Sanchez. Oh, I mean, but look, the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills have been especially bad the last six years. Or the last three years. They've been terrible. 0, 0 and 6. Uh, the, the Bills are 1 and 5. And only the Dolphins are they're 2 and 4. And they're the best team in that division against the Patriots. Yeah. I, here, the thing is, let's say you put the Patriots Who's in. the team you would take out for the Patriots? The Bengals, because they're the worst, right? I would take out the Browns before this year. All right, so we're saying the Patriots are hypothetically in the AFC North, and how do they do over the past uh, 15 years? I mean, so here's the thing, and, and this is the big difference to me, and I don't know, maybe you take away more than one Super Bowl, because the thing the Patriots can't do, except they did this year, so maybe I shouldn't say they can't, is they generally they have trouble winning on the road, right? So think how many times they wouldn't have had home field advantage in the AFC if they played in right, the exactly. AFC North. Right, exactly. And so, you know, maybe they're not beating Peyton Manning's Colts if they're playing Indy every year. So uh, I, people tweeted me this, and they have a they I think they have the best record in the AFC uh, against intra divisional opponent inter divisional opponents, yeah. non AFC East teams. Yeah, but here and I, intra, I, I'm fine with that. But here's the deal: you're not playing the Steelers and the Ravens twice. You're not playing the <laughs> Packers and the Vikings twice. Yeah, this is my mixtape. So you play them once every other year based on the strength of schedule. And right. yes, you're playing the first place schedule. But teams from one year to the next often are terrible. So first place teams last year aren't great this year. I'm with you. So I, I feel like I'm not saying they're a bad team. I'm not saying they're even a 500 team. I'm saying they're not as good as they are playing in that well, consider this clown way. show division. 2017, the Patriots had the one seed at 13 and three. Steelers had the one seed at, or the two seed at 13 and three too. Steelers probably get the one seed. If the pay, you know, if they, pay, if they switch divisions, or the Jesse James catch for sure. No, but I mean, or yeah, switch yeah, divisions, yeah. right? I mean, the yeah, oh, are, yes, that's right, right. And so the, then, you know, the Patriots are dealing with, uh, you know, a different matchup. The Patriots had the one seed in 2016. The Chiefs had the two seed. They were two games up on them. I think if you flip them, that's probably close. Like they might not. I mean, they're probably not getting the buy as much. Um, and the buy is huge. Although it's John how about this? this year, 2000, 2015. Let's flip the divisions. Send the Patriots to the NFC or the AFC North. Send the Bengals to the AFC East. The Bengals lost out on the on the on the uh, bye to the Patriots by win percentage in common games. And if you send the, them to the AFC East, they probably get that bye. They don't play the Steelers as a wild card. The Patriots do. And then Marvin Lewis is still coach. 
or they Vontaze Perfect and sprint at the tunnel in the middle. Yeah. You know I mean, like, like if the Patriots are the three seed, and they play the six seed Steelers, they might lose that game, and they're not, and like they don't go to the that Super guy. Bowl, and or they, they didn't go to the Super Bowl that year. They lost to the Broncos. Team. I like, do agree that it's not as asinine as a statement as Twitter is trying to tell you. Yeah, people were flipping out. There. Here's here's another. Wilson example. should be fired for his 2014 take, 2014 season. The Patriots are the one seed, twelve and four. They won the head-to-head record over the Broncos, who were twelve and four as the two seed. The Steelers were eleven and five as the three seed. If you flip them, yeah, the, the Patriots are probably the three seed, and the Steelers are the one seed, and they're probably going to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's a huge difference. I now, thought it was said reasonable. That, you're an idiot. And yeah, it was that. super hot takey according to yeah. my social media machine. Like, yeah, oh my god, this is insane. It's almost every year. 2013, the Bengals were eleven and five in the three seed, and the Patriots were twelve and four in the two seed. It's it's these margins that you win by. Now I think that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have snuffed out everyone who tries to compete with them in the division, and that has resulted in them, you know, routinely the the, the, Bengal, the Browns, I mean the, I mean the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets routinely turning over coaches and being terrible. So that's, that's right. my take on it. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. We're not talking about the Patriots lose four games. Uh, more than they would have lost. We're talking about one game here, one game there, flipping where you are in the playoff But, like, race. one game and you go from being the two seed to the three seed, right. and you have to play an extra game to get the Super Bowl, they don't win yeah. six Super Bowls. All right, Ryan, if you could take us back in the time machine to 1975. Yeah. And walk us through every Steelers loss that haunts you over the next 30 <laughs> minutes on this podcast, it'd be great. <laughs> the The biggest one was the 2001 season. Oh, oh I was just kidding. Well, that's, I was, I was, was going to make this podcast painful for you because you weren't going to bet. No, I'll, I'll leave you with that one. Just the two, 2001 season. They were 13-3. and three. Cordell Stewart's quarterback. Uh, Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Tom Brady comes into Heinz Field, AFC Championship game. There's no way the Patriots are going to win that game. Oh, no. And they absolutely demoralized the Steelers. Oh, that was no. the toughest loss against the Patriots, and that was the first one. Do, do Steelers' losses still hurt you? No. No. You're just numb. Bengals' losses still hurt you, You've right? numbed me to them through the podcast. How do you... Do you still feel the same excitement, John, at Bengals playoff wins as you did 10 years ago? That's not funny. For <laughs> that was really funny. I'm That's not fond nice. for that. You know, the thing is, though, I can actually remember I was at the last Bengals playoff. Win. I was That's like a terrible. Nine horrible, years old. I have a horrible. 41-14, 1991. January 6, 1991. Man. Wow. I just know that off the top of my head. I, I will say orders. that, like, like in, the 20, in the Super Bowl 50, like, I, like, I don't really get in. Like, I, I don't get that excited. Like, Phil Rivers. No, Philip Rivers is excited about, but like the Panthers, I don't get that worked up about. But when I was on the field for like when they won the NFC Championship, it was like, oh my god, this is incredible! And then they just got bludgeoned in the Super Bowl. That yeah, that, that was actually one of the most boring Super Bowls of recent memory. Yeah, it was tough to watch. Oh, I know. While we we're doing this podcast, I realized I have to rank all fifty-three uh, Super Bowls for tomorrow. Ooh. Where are you going to put Super Bowl twenty-three? Well, I'll tell you, John. I read it last year. in the top ten. I was impressed. Oh, yeah. It was Montana and... Uh, Montana Taylor. Yeah, yeah, That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, you're big on John Taylor. I, re- I went back and watched a bunch of highlights for this. All right, one more thing before we go. Okay. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. Before we throw it to Kevin Clark. Yeah. Let's... Before... We'll do it before we, we talk to Kevin, because he, he's the only one that gave his over-unders, because we were talking about retirements. Yeah. Over-under. So pose that to John, and I'll answer after he does. Over-under. I said po- one half, right? Point five. Yeah. yeah. Over-under point five. People, Gronk, Brady, and Belichick, who retire after Sunday, season. yeah. Over. Lock of the century. Gronk's going to retire. Over, they win. Under, over under one and a half. Ooh. Under. 
Okay, so you I just think, think Gronk's retiring. I think John's right. I'm with that. Yeah. If, one if is, they win. One is the answer. If they lose, he's... Well, well, he'll be on the fence. He won't be on the team next year. I think Brady he's can not, talk him into He's not going to take a pay cut. He's not going to come back and do it for less than what right, he's right. owed. To be a blocker. Now, if they... now if they Whatever his deal is, if they were like, look, we'll give you $8 million up front before the season. Come back and play one more year with Tom. Make, I feel like Tom Brady might say, listen, I want Gronk here. He said that last year. Is that right? Like, Brady, yeah, Brady wants Gronk. No, but he's like, he's like, look, like, he's like, listen, Bill, Bob, I haven't asked for much. You gave me Rishé Caldwell in 06, okay? And you've underpaid me for the last yeah, like, 14 years. Yeah, yeah. Sure, you're probably funneling all that money through TB12. Who's to say how you're getting the extra <laughs> cash, stadium rights deals, whatever. I mean, hypothetically speaking. Um, but here's the deal. I've taken under market value. This is the war on drugs, by the way, right? It's a song by the War on Drugs. Brisbane gets easily sidetracked. Sure, mixed. Oh, it's right. Under Pressure by the War on Drugs. It's a great song. Um, I wish this song would play. I, this is going to be a good intro song. Anyway, um, I think that he will say, listen, I know you have Gronk, 10 million bucks. It's too much for that tight end, you know, for the fourth or fifth best tight end in the league. However, I'm going to retire, or you're going to pay Gronk the 10 million bucks. And Gronk's going to make his 10 million bucks. We're going to make another Super Bowl run. That's my move. So I say under 0.5. You don't think anybody retires? I think nobody retires. I think, I think, like, here's if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, the Patriots lose the Super Bowl. Is Tom Brady really, uh, are Gronk and Tom Brady really walking away after losing back to back Super Bowls? I don't Brady, think so. eh? If the Patriots win, don't, do they look around and they're like, all right, let's walk out on top? Or are they like, wait, we can win two more. Let's go steal two more Super Bowls while this division stinks. Like, we beat the, the our only competition is the Chiefs. Who, who are they worried about? The Steelers are falling apart. The Bengals are a disaster. The Browns are up and coming. The Ravens have Lamar Jackson. The, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are a problem. Philip Rivers is old. Who's, I mean, like, who are they worried about? The South? But it's easy to say in January. But, but they're going to win 12 games. But that's a long five months for Gronk as a blocker. For 10 million bucks? Tim he thought about retiring. You buy a crap ton of Jaeger bombs for ten million bucks. <laughs> he thought about retiring this year before we knew he was not as good as he was. If they guarantee, if they fully guarantee his deal, he'll come back. All right, well, we'll see. I will say one more thing before we get out of here. Going back through the rankings of the Brady's receivers is when we were writing for CBS when this happened. I believe you were when Moss got traded. Twice, Randy Moss got traded twice in one season from the Patriots to the Vikings. And then when? In 2010. Oh, Titans. That's where he ended up. No, but remember, he went, he got traded from, people forget this, but like this would be a monster deal on Twitter in 2019. He gets traded to the Vikings and like has a huge kerfluffle with a catering guy and like flips a table over in Minnesota and they're like, they ship him out to Tennessee and he's right. never the same. He goes to San Francisco and he wasn't very good. Oh, that's right. He was but the like, Super Bowl. Yeah, Francisco. but like everybody forgets about that because it's like, ah, oh, he's incredible with the Patriots. Like, it was a disaster at the end. The Patriots did him a favor and sent him back to Minnesota. Then he lost his mind on the catering guy and went ahead to go to Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, that is, and I think that was part of like Terrell Owens' whole thing about not getting the Hall of Fame. It was all character issues and he was just like, Every receiver character says, yeah. why are you holding me out? And, them? and I think, John, you weren't at CBS then. I, you might not have been either. For what? In that 2010 season. But oh. in the same, I'm pretty sure it's in the same, uh, I want to say four-week stretch, maybe six-week stretch, Moss was traded to the Titans, and Josh McDaniels was fired by the Broncos midseason. 2010. Crazy stuff. Speaking of crazy. What else is crazy real quick was yeah, sure. Nicole Roby Coleman 
You know we've been podcasting for 90 minutes. Trash talking. I'm just kidding. It's been 30 minutes. Trash talking. <laughs> Brady. What is yeah. he doing? Why would you do that? That is just the most sensitive You're the thing guy that Brady's going to pick on. You're the you're the you're the guy who's covering hey, Edelman, and like this is the time where Brady's literally been looking for any edge. Like, hey, we're the underdog. He he's been looking for a chip to put on his shoulder. He's like, and this guy's like, here, let me put the chip there for you. Is and, there a prop uh, battle? We'll All right, I'll create one now. But if there's if it, if you can wager on this, prop bet over under penalties for Nicole Roby Coleman in, in the Super Bowl three over under two and a half. Uh, that's actually the, the perfect number. Uh, I'll take over. I mean, I. Hammer the over. Hammer it. If you go back and look at the NFC Championship game, Breach was there. That pass that Drew Brees missed to Michael Thomas in the end zone, the short pass, Roby Coleman, like, secretly had major DPI on that play. He's, like, stumbling in and, like, lost his vision and just tackled Michael Thomas. But the pass was so bad from Brees that they didn't consider throwing the flag. This guy's a loose cannon. He's ripping Tom There was Brady. no other DPI, though. Right, that's it. There's only one. Yeah, just one. So he got the under that game. But he's ripping Brady, calling Brady old, saying he can defend Brady. He's going to be the guy in charge of guarding Julian Edelman on third down. Hall of Famer Julian Edelman. That's how he has to be introduced. The Patriots are steamrolling this team. Don't pick the Rams. Well, so. we'll find out Tuesday morning when we read Breach's picks. Roby Coleman has changed everything. Like, yeah. I literally was leaning Rams earlier, and once those quotes came out, I was like, Brady's going to blow them up. Oh, wait a second. So... You played sports. You're telling me because someone on the team said something. No, I, I just think that Brady Brady has this edge. So maybe they were only going to go to Edelman when Roby Coleman is on him like seven times. And I could see him doing it 12 yeah. because the dude is straight up spite. He will just throw spite in your face. Top, Matt Ryan won the MVP and he stormed back on Matt Ryan. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's, it was, he set it up dramatically like that. He but the waited. thing is, like, so, so instead, of first half, instead of targeting Threw the pick six on purpose in the first half. Instead nice. of targeting him five to Edelman five to eight times now. Maybe he's going to do ten to fifteen times, and then uh, Roby Coleman's going to be the goat of the game. All right, costume. let's go to the goat of NFL football writing, Kevin Clark. I know. Now that Kevin Clark to get out of here. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to go talk to Kevin Clark. We'll be right back. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived, thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance. Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 
Welcome back to the Pick 6 Rundown, live from Atlanta, Radio Row, Super Bowl 53. They were foolish enough to give us a week-long live video show. Thank you to whoever was dumb enough to do that. Thank you to Ryan Wilson and Jamie Eisenberg for joining me. On, I'm Will Brinson, by the way, on the early part of this program. Now joining us from The Ringer, TheRinger.com and The Ringer NFL Show. Kevin Clark, what's up, buddy? I'm just happy to be here. That's a very Mike Tomlin answer of you. That's that's is, all. That's all. The standard is the standard. You should actually. And the standard doing, is being happy to be here. You should do radio shows where you only answer in cliches. That's any coach's show anywhere in the country at any level. So I'm saying you should. Yeah. You should no, I know. It. I'm yeah. saying I, I could do that well. What uh, What would be your favorite cliche? Well, I actually kind of do use it is what it is. Mm. I think that's a really good bow on a subject. Do you know what my wife uses that drives me nuts? She. It'll just it'll show up is the is the thing she so like I'll be like where's the where's the black Amazon Fire remote and she's like it'll show up I'm like no that's that's kind of like trust the process yes exactly yeah. it's really annoying because it's like it's not just going to show up like I would have to dig through set like every one of our couches and but, and but at, at the end of the day it will show up it does show up at the end of the day up. is is a good one too <laughs> there's a lot of there's a reason the cliches have stood the test of time it's because they're effective that is that's a fair w- point but we'll wait until Robbie starts using cliches that's the fun like my six year old is starting to use cliches so that's not, that's always a like, fun what thing. do you get um, it is what it is. Yeah. He uses it, it is what it is. Oh yeah, of course. He's right. Yeah. You failed that math test. It is what it is. What right. you um, okay, so we're going to talk about football. That's okay. Do you want to talk about football? I love it. That's what we're here for. Football? No, it's Monday. I'll be tired of football by well, he, Wednesday. He, he said before you came on that you are Mr. Slow Newsday. So he, that that was your introduction. Well, that is the na- I didn't. I failed in the introduction to it. Thank you, Jamie, for doing my job better than I do. Um, slow Newsday. You can watch on on the Ringer. We have Guillermo from the Kimmel Show. Really? Yeah, it's coming up to later today. What uh, What was it? You were on the uh, podcast with Richard Deitch, maybe? Yeah. And described it, he described it as like a a video, a cool I, viral video or something? I don't remember. I blacked out because I, I get so nervous when I, someone describes Slow News Day because it, it's just nothing. It's just, it's a show about nothing. Well, that's great. It's a yeah. show about jackets. And it's a show about and jackets, as Andy Greenwald said, but it, it's... It's just we sit there, we read the newspaper, and we come up with whatever we happen to come up with. It's basically a talk show. Well, it's 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 one of my favorite three minutes of the week. So nice. Keep up the great work. Uh, I want to ask you about the piece you wrote for TheRinger.com. Yeah. In which you point out that, and bring it up, I don't know if we can show it on there. I don't think we told him the time. But uh, you, you point out that Tom Brady and Aaron yeah. Donald, the must-see matchup. I don't know if you know this, Kevin. If you pressure a quarterback, they don't like it. Yeah, so I kind of made fun of the, the, this whole genre of Tom Brady analysis, which is you got to get to Tom Brady. Well, no crap. Like, that's <laughs> literally true of Peyton Manning or Roger Stallback or, you know, Otto Graham, Chad anybody. Haney. Yeah, any quarterback who's ever played, if you get to him, Brady Quinn, it's going to be a problem. But the specific type of pressure Aaron Donald brings actually does affect Tom Brady. So the stat is that when Tom Brady, Brady's been pressured on the edge this year, he's 118 quarterback rating, which is better than almost anybody when they're not pressured, okay? But the interior pressure makes him basically Josh Allen. He's 65 quarterback rating when he's in pre- pressured in the interior. Now, lo and behold, guess who leads the NFL in interior pressure? The Los Angeles Rams. So you get into this sort of chess match. The Patriots offensive line, Dante Scarnacchia, very, very good at limiting that type of pressure. Tom Brady, really good at getting rid of the ball when when he understands there's pressure coming. And then there's Aaron Donald, who is essentially game plan proof. And so you just get into this little matchup where it could go in any direction. Both sides are going to have just really incredible game plans for this. And how that chess match plays out will define the game. Do you think that the Patriots have... 
purposely drafted in a way to mitigate that kind of pressure. Like, because they, as I pointed out, Joe Tooney, NC State guy, I don't know if anybody knew that. Um, they've never missed a Super Bowl since drafting Joe Tooney out of NC State. Fun fact. First player in history, I think, to start three his, straight Super yeah. Bowls in every single game. Yeah. Uh, Shaq Mason, they drafted out of Georgia Tech. Not necessarily a fit from the scheme he played in, but he's worked out very well. Do you think that this was on purpose, trying to mitigate that pressure? No, I mean, I, I think that they understand trends better than anybody, maybe in the history of football, they understand it. I mean, I think that if you're looking at what they've done to sort of alleviate that pressure, Brady's getting rid of the ball quicker than he did last year. I think he's throwing the ball a yard short in the air than he did last year. He just understands they need to dump off the ball because there's too many fast pass rushers. I mean, look at the Super Bowl last year. Brandon Graham got up the field and got in his face and had a strip sack in about two seconds. They understand now they got to get rid of that ball. And so, you know, they didn't go out and really invest a ton in the guys they have up front right now. I don't think I saw a study that I don't think anybody who's starting right now. Even a first round pick. Isaiah Wynn was, oh, but right, he's, right. he's just hurt. But And so I think everybody is, was drafted behind uh, after the third round. And so I don't know if they went out and said this is something we need to address. I think it's the scheme stuff. I think Dante Skarnakian knows how to limit that pressure. I think it's sort of a, a perfect storm that's limiting that sort of pressure. Who... If you had to pick somebody, we could do this as a one-by-one panel situation. You're looking at, like, I think about the idea of a possible Super Bowl MVP prop, like to make some cash. Yeah. James White, perhaps? Jamie? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, just knowing what his role is, you go back uh, the first playoff game, you know, no carries, but 15 catches on 17 targets. You know, he was just so involved in those dump-off passes and exactly what Kevin's saying, you know, getting the ball out quick. Well, you look at the personnel they have, they don't really have a downfield threat to even challenge it. You know, Philip Dorsett isn't exactly somebody that's going to strike fear into the Wade Phillips defensive game plan. So uh you have Edelman, his 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 it's off the line. You know, I just I just, potential I, Hall of Famer, Jerry I was just I was just at the Pro Bowl talking to a bunch of guys about Edelman for a story I'm writing for CBS Sports and it's he gets off the line so quickly, you know, Devontae Adams was saying, you know, that's just something he studies. His off the line technique is just so fantastic because of this. He's got to get open quickly. You have to get James White out in space quickly. Uh, our colleague Pete Prisco is ranking the offensive starters for the Patriots or the, uh, the the starters in the Super Bowl. And he was asking James Devlin or Dwayne Allen based on the packages that they're using. They're using guys to block. They're not using guys to play skill players. So it all goes to what you're saying, you know, just in protecting Brady and getting the ball out quick. That's the personnel that they use. You, got, you want to pick a Super Bowl, a non-Jared Goff, Tom Brady? Yeah, I'm going to go crazy here. I was going to say Hall of Famer uh, Julian Edelman, but you stole my thunder. I'm going to go <laughs> a guy that may show up after not showing up in previous weeks in Dominick Sue. So if he I thought about that. Yeah, if he's getting pressure up the middle while they're trying to take care of Donald, that could create some, some problems for Brady. What do you think? Of? I also think that there's there's the chance that the pressure of someone like Sue and Donald creates problems, and then the rewards go to the guys behind him. Maybe a dark horse is someone like a cornerback for them. Maybe a Peters, maybe a Talib type. Epigon had a huge game in the Chiefs game, for yeah. example. Yeah, so he's I mean, guy those can... guys are aggressive. They can jump routes. And I, I, if one of those guys gets two picks, they're definitely in the running. Now, you know, from the Patriots' side, guessing who the Patriots you know, whether it's MVP or most important player, whatever it is, whether the vote goes their way or not, guessing who the key to a game for the Patriots offense is going to be is a foolish exercise because Belichick, you know, gives James White, he's the first player in history to have 14 or more receptions in, a play, in two playoff games. But Belichick's probably sitting there right now scheming something we're not even thinking about. I mean, 17 probably, targets to James Devlin. Yeah, or like Sonny Michelle. Like 40 yeah. carries yeah. up the yeah. middle yeah. for yeah. Sony yeah. Michelle. You know, he somehow he wins the MVP. I mean, stuff that we're just not even thinking of. It's not, it's never predictable with Bill Belichick. Uh, okay, I'll ask you this, and then get your Super Bowl pick. One, over, uh, over under, 
one and a half guys, Brady, Belichick, Gronk, who retire. Oh, oh, one and a half. Oh, over under a half. A half. Brady has come out now and said it's basically. Do you think Gronk retires after this game? I, I at the end of the regular season, I would have thought so. But he's kind of. I mean, that third down catch in Kansas City. He's still a valuable guy, and I think that for all the Gronkness that we think, he's still. Loves football, and I think at this level we kind of see those guys, and we say like, "Oh, that guy has more inches outside of football." You don't get to this level unless you're a football dork, and he is one of those people. And he blocks well; he can still be a valuable service. I'm going to go under on that. I would not be surprised if Gronk retires, though. All right, there it is. Kevin Clark says under on Gronk retiring, and look for Aaron Donald and Dominic Sue to make a difference. You got the Patriots or Rams? Patriots. Patriots. Everybody has the Patriots. I think it's a pretty clean sweep in terms of. Picking. Media, Vegas, like everyone. I mean, the, the tickets. Are, I saw the tickets are like seventy five percent coming in. And that's coming down. Right was it like ninety yeah. percent? I mean, yeah. like, and I know you're. We've all plugged our picks in because they make us do it on like Monday now. And okay, and everybody's going Patriots, right? I mean, I think John Breach is the lone holdout. Maybe considering going with the Rams. Uh, all right, so people can check out your stuff at theringer.com, the Ringer NFL Show, Slow News Day on the uh, the video stuff. And uh, an excellent follow at by Kevin Clark, used to work at the Wall Street Journal. Thanks for joining us on the Pick 6 Rundown. We will be back tomorrow for uh, another 12 to to 1 p.m. video show here at uh, at Radio Row. We're pretty excited about it. You can watch it on CBS Sports HQ on your Fire devices, Amazon, Roku, PlayStation, Xbox, wherever you want to watch it. Ryan Wilson, Jamie Eisenberg, any last word as I filibuster my way to the end of this thing? You got to go quickly. You got five seconds. This was fun. Great job. We'll be back uh, tomorrow, so make sure to tune into HQ.